Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Season Oh man, are we in a dimly lit room deep in the bowels, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, the coming red wave. Not in the midterms, but in the states, particularly okay. blue states. Here's what's on my mind. I got to write it down before I forget it. Quantum. Right. Particle entanglement. I think that's mm. it. Particle entanglement. Yeah. I hate when that happens. It's great. <laughs> you hate when that happens? It's great? I, I hate when that happens or it's great. Oh, gotcha. I have no idea. Yes. Uh, big finish on the music here, though, because this is going to be a heck of a show. I can feel it in my bones, right there in my bones. Might be lack oh. of calcium, but I think it's because the show is going to be great. Here we go. Pow. My bones. This do that. I was just watching a little news feature, the explanation of the Nobel Prize that was just given out for physics, I believe, and it was all about particle entanglement in quantum physics. And they did the drive-by media version, which in this case is all they should do. Um, yes. The drive-by yeah, you media. might as well try to explain the days of the week to a dog, is explain <laughs> that stuff to me. <laughs> and that's what I was just thinking. It's amazing. How, uh, how, uh, as a person of, uh, at least average intelligence, I can't even come close to understanding what the hell they're talking about. I get lost in a hurry. Or, or I comprehend 
what they're saying, but I can't possibly comprehend how they figured it out. In this particular instance, this particle entanglement, it's got to do with two particles that are, are not near each other behaving the same way as one for some reason. But anyway, and, and, and okay, fine. And uh, But the practical applications they claim, and I can't even imagine why, it's going to speed up computing power more than it already is and have a lot to do with the ability to store information at a much greater level. So uh, that could be huge, I suppose. Blowing my mind. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I got this friend that uh, she finished her PhD a couple of months ago, and uh, and I had asked her before, you know, what do you what do you get in your PhD? And and then she had explained it to me, and then I I didn't have the slightest idea what she was talking about. So mm-hmm. I, I was with her the, the the day after she graduated with her 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 mom and her brother, who asked. Could we ask once again what you're getting your PhD in? And I thought, well, as since, <laughs> since it's her mom, I gotta believe her mom had asked before that this wasn't like the first run through of this, or her brother. And so once again, she explained it to, and the three of us all just sat there like, all right. Mm. Um, so it's just it's fascinating to me that there are there are areas of study that not only are the particulars too complicated for the average person, just the overall explanation. Is beyond us. We're like, I, I, I'll have to take your word for it that that's something right. I don't even know. Right? Isn't I that remember somebody somebody tried to explain to me once some some aspect of you know super advanced physics that had to do with when you super cool something it vibrates at a constant rate and if you can get that in a rate and I'm thinking. I just got hung up on how the hell did you figure that out? I mean, what? What? I just I can't I can't conceive of a mind that can delve into that stuff. What's it like to be in your head? As I've said, I have exactly the saddest level of intelligence. I'm just smart enough to know how dumb I am. You think it'd be better to be dumber? Yeah, if I were slightly smarter or slightly dumber, I'd be better off. But I'm I'm the saddest <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> I fully comprehend what I don't comprehend. Can just, can just brush up against the fact that nah, that's bad. that's beyond me. And it's a, it's an. I think everybody probably has a similar feeling of when you realize it's something that you can't grasp, so you don't even reach. Just I can't. It, it's like when I look at a basketball hoop and I think about dunking the basketball. It's exactly the same feeling. It says I, I realize people can do that. Mm-hmm. But I can't. So it's like I'm not going to try to jump right now because it's just that is not something I can do. That's the same way listening to the the physics explanation. I could put six months into comprehending it, and at the end of that six months, maybe I'd comprehend it. But back to my metaphor about uh, explaining uh, the days of the week to the dog. All right, so you finally get your dog to comprehend Sunday, Monday, etc. Most people work Monday through Friday. The rest of it, then your dog thinks, "What the hell am I going to do with that? I wake up, I eat, I poop." I wag my tail. Sometimes I bark. <laughs> and I'd be the same way. I'd be all right. Now I get the vibrating uh, cold uh, particles over there. Now what do I do with it? I'm not nearly smart enough to do anything. I wag my tail. Sometimes I bark. <laughs> <clears throat> so congratulations to those people who won the Nobel Prize in physics. Let's start the show officially because I think that'll lead us to a conversation. Hey, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, October the 4th, the year 2022. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
All right, let's begin uh, officially according to FCC rules and regulations, trying to figure out the world best as we can at Mark. If you have hernias, plates in your head, I was told you're fit for mobilization, he says, so stop saying you can't. I live on pills, so if I go, you'll be doing your tasks like everyone else. There you go. There's one of your recruiters in Russia. They got all those uh, conscripts that don't want to be there. And hey, you say you got a hernia or a plate in your head? I don't care. You're fit to serve. I take pills every day. You're not going to get out of this. Stop complaining. Wow. And I was watching some of those videos that have gone wildly viral online, especially in Russia, where these guys are saying they gave us no training, no practical training, no tactical training, no theoretical training, no how to fire this gun training. None. They threw a uniform on us. Now we're supposed to go into battle. Some guy with a hernia and a plate in his head. No weapon or any idea which way to point it if he has it. Wow. What the hell is that? Although, as Mike Lyons pointed out, that's the history of Russian warfare. Going back to Stalin, going back to the czars. You just throw human beings at the problem until you uh, sometimes win. Wow. That's how machine they. En- gun, machine gun fodder. That's how huh. they ended up losing many multiples more men during World War II than anybody else. It's not even close. But you can prevail that way. That is uh, sometimes something you don't always, of course. Yeah, yeah, Uh, that is gruesome. I don't care if you got a plate in your head. Uh, Can I uh, can I go home? I have a plate in my head. Get shot. Uh, You haven't even taught us how to load this thing. Go. There's the battle. Go. So we got more on that coming up later. Your general manager was the red wave in the States. You added. Mm. Uh, What does that mean? Oh, growing evidence all over the place, whether it is uh, Hispanic Democrats turning to the Republican Party in the border, on the border states, to uh, parents in liberal California cities demanding the junkie camps be swept away from the schools. You've got uh, the chance of the first Republican elected uh, governor of Oregon in 37 years, I think. There's a conservative-ish mayor of Seattle. The trend is clear. Oh, how about some of the radical Marxist DAs being thrown out on their ear or coming close? It's a red wave, friends, absolutely. So uh, can I ask, I have one gruesome kind of grim question. Maybe maybe the answer for. So I heard the death toll in the hurricane is now uh, triple digits, over 100. Mm-hmm. How do most people die in a hurricane? Drowning. Most people drown? Yeah. Yeah, the vast majority drown. Huh. Like you're and in your house and the water comes over your house? or uh, Yeah, swept away in a vehicle. Uh, the vast majority of people who die in flooding are try to drive through moving water. Now, I don't know in Hurricane Ian, but you had, first of all, a, a, a astounding storm surge. Uh, just the ocean came up on land. Secondly, torrential rains. And so all the water tried to run off into the ocean and met the ocean on land, and just the water was, you know, 15 feet high in some places. People are describing retreating to their attic because their first floor was flooded up to the ceiling. That's got to be a bad feeling when you realize, because mm. I, I see myself as a uh, stay longer than most people guy mm-hmm. uh, for a variety of reasons. I don't like the government telling me what to do is one of them. But um, I, when you realize that maybe you made a mistake, it's got to be rough. Yeah, and there's nothing to do but pray the water doesn't rise too high. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we got a lot to talk about today. Had a uh, guy run onto the field on Monday Night Football last night and get tackled by a couple of players. 
I'm surprised they still allow that. The tackling by the players? The players to just go out and lay them out. I would yeah. think somebody's going to claim their back got hurt, sue for $10 million. And then, I mean, if the, if the security guy at Walgreens can't even touch somebody walking out with a, you know, a, a, a bottle of booze, because what if they get hurt and sue us? I'm or surprised. a bag with hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of products. Yeah. I'm surprised the NFL's letting players tackle streakers on the field because the, the guy claims he hurt his back. It's going to cost a million. Let the security deal with it. You know, that's I love funny. it. I love the players going out there. The one last night, if you haven't seen the video, I mean, a couple of players who do this for a living just took off full sprint and laid this guy out. <laughs> yeah, stuck I mean, it's, him. It's like he was a running back trying to score a, a, a touchdown, and they stopped him. Yeah, you know, it's funny and, and odd and troubling. I thought exactly the same thing when it the is, players hammered him. And it is troubling that that's where my mind goes immediately. That means I've been conditioned in a sick way, because that is exactly what should happen. You want to hear something shocking? That guy has my sympathy for his cause, kind of. Oh, Joe's there running on the field. I want to hear about that. I'm sure they're nut jobs, and I'm sure we'd agree on nothing, but I brought up their cause a couple of weeks ago. Okay, I want to hear about that. Definitely want to hear about that. But as far as a guy running out onto the field, you've got, uh, what, 50 on each team of those maybe, I don't know, 30 each. you got about 60 guys out there who are the best in the world at stopping that guy from running around the field. At knocking humans down. Yes, exactly. And knock him down, they did. <laughs> uh, we've got so much on the way. How's mailbag? Oh, it's all right. It'll Good. do, I it's guess. It's next. Oh. Text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Putin deployed the world's largest submarine yesterday. All right. Seems like something. I was reading about that. World's largest submarine as nuke convoy heads to the front line. Some claim. Some claim that's not what's happening. So we could get into that, maybe. Well, in the doomsday weapon that that uh, sub is going to carry at some point in the near future sure got my attention. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that, among other things, and, and cheerier fare than that as well. Not all doomsday, we hey, promise. North Korea fired a ballistic missile over Japan. Hey, I'm still over here. Nobody in the world talks about me anymore. Hey, hello, I have nuclear weapons. I'm dangerous and unstable. Yeah, we know. We know, Kimmy boy. Oh, boy, too spicy. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Oh, this reset. Oh, gosh, dang it. How about this one from Jay-Z? You heard me. Jay-Z, mogul. The rapper? Rapper. Yeah, yeah. Politics. I still think it's a bunch of liars and a bunch of self-interest. It's not about people. It's about themselves and their rise to power. They're voting on things based on whether they'll have the support of people when they vote next time. They don't have the balls to say, I believe in this. I don't care what happens. You're way closer to right than wrong, Jay-Z. Way closer to right than wrong. No doubt about it. Absolutely, yeah. Jay-Z and I have very little in common except that. Here's your mailbag. I'll bet you have way more in common than you would uh, imagine. You're close to the same age. You could probably sit around and talk about 401k and real estate and the stock market. We're both crazy into music. So there's that. Jay-Z, dope beats. How do you get them? How do you you bring the dopeness to the beat? 
Really? I think he's probably more into my knee hurts, and I was at the doctor yesterday, and I think the Tesla stock is overvalued. How is it I brought my kids up their whole lives to believe one set of beliefs? They go to school for six weeks, college. They come home sounding like Marxists. What is, what's a guy to do, Joe? <laughs> Jay-Z says to me, says... <laughs> uh, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I like this one from uh, D.C. When everything went to hell in Florida after Hurricane Ian, I didn't see a convoy of Priuses, windmills, and social justice warriors coming to save the day. I saw diesel trucks, combustion generators, heavy tractors, fuel tankers, and a whole lot of bearded good old boys putting some of that toxic masculinity to work, saving lives and rebuilding society. That's an excellent point, mm-hmm. sir. Excellent. Love that. Oh, on the topic of my hoarding genes, I went through all the junk I had in my car when I traded in my car, and uh, it's inexplicable. But uh, Robert writes, Joe, your propensity for hoarding comes naturally due to your Neanderthal DNA. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am in the 99th percentile of uh, people with the amount of Neanderthal DNA I have. I'm hardly human at all. Uh, cavemen were hunter gatherers, and their instincts were to fill their cave. Only then could they rest and find peace of mind. <laughs> I believe Neanderthals are humans. They're just not the same as Homo sapiens. Are you othering right? me? Is that what you're doing here? Um, right. Yes, a humanoid certainly. My people, thick of brow, large of head. Also, tell Jack, check eBay for that favorite country CD he lost. He may find it there, Ah. probably used. Could be, anyway. Remember when I crashed my car into my garage a couple weeks ago? Sure. I bent up a piece of uh, trim or whatever. It was pointing out a funny direction as I drove down the highway. I uh, I went to a shop, found out exactly what that was called. That's the key because it has a, the, all these parts have weird names and numbers that you would never guess. Then you look mm-hmm. on eBay and somebody is selling it somewhere. And I bought a brand new one for sixty bucks. Had it shipped to me, installed it myself. You can't tell oh, I ever did. Even, can't even tell I ever did anything. It's amazing. Wow, wow! I wouldn't think you could install trim like that yourself. I you didn't had think the tools you could. Either. It just it just slid on. I'll be darned. Yeah. Wow. So lefty lesson in uh, thriftiness for all of us. Uh, let's see. On the topic of gay cakes, bits and bites, uh, Joe and Stockton writes, I do not understand why the business owner's rights are not defended on the basis of the 13th Amendment, which prohibits all non-punitive involuntary servitude. Every online legal dictionary, which I've looked at, defines involuntary servitude as any labor, which the individual does not do willingly. Even if the work has already been paid for, no fines, imprisonments or whippings are allowed. So if you are a web designer and you say, oh, man, I have staunch religious beliefs. I'm against gay marriage. You can't force me to design your website. See, that makes perfect sense to me. It's it's an it's an easy decision and it's easily dealt with in society. If you're more than delighted to do that work, throw a little rainbow flag up on your website and and folks will flock to you. But how does that square with the idea that you can't uh, tell, uh, you know, some black college students that they're not allowed to eat at your diner? Well, because I don't think there are any legitimate religions that have some sort of anti-black doctrine. If they did, that would be a very, very difficult question. But virtually every major religion has doctrines against, you know, homosexuality. And I'm not saying that's my opinion or anything like that, but you've got to recognize it's a widely held religious belief. Number of news stories of the day to bring you up to speed on on a whole bunch of different fronts. If you miss an hour of the show, you can get it in podcast form. Look for Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. 
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And here comes a stoppage in play because someone has run on the field with a smoke bomb that is pink and he's running up the sideline. Now a couple of Rams come over there and make the tackle. Head first into the player who has taken the field and he's in a cloud of pink smoke so you can't see him and now on him are a couple of security guards. That guy is headed to the slammer, and it will not be a good night. Headed to the slammer. People need no. to use that term more often. <laughs> That's what my dad would say. He's going to the slammer. <laughs> the great Kevin Harlan there. Um, D- deciding yeah. not to outdo himself uh, with the whole, the guy is taking off his shirt. He's drunk. <laughs> 
call. I think he realizes he touched greatness and he doesn't want to tarnish his legacy. And a couple of Rams players who uh, who made it very clear that that guy was going down as they ran onto the field. There's no yeah, getting away from that little fella. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. So what was he protesting? Their right to rescue, they're the people who got arrested for steal, quote unquote, stealing piglets from a hog production farm in, I can't remember what state, Montana or something like that a few years ago. They're animal rights activist types. And their thing is the horrifying condition. Oh, Utah. It was Utah. The horrifying conditions in commercial hog farms, which are horrifying. You don't want to know about them. If you like pork, don't ever read about it. I I did, and and it was a good, solid account. It was not hyperbole. It was not craziness. And uh, I thought, good Lord, I'm almost ready to swear off pork, but not quite. As far so, as people running on the field at sporting events, the rule has always been that they don't show them because it would encourage others to do it. The best way is that if they don't get their attention, it would there'd be no point. Why run on the field if I'm not going to get any attention for my cause? Sure. But in the modern era where everybody's got a cell phone and everything like that, the video comes out immediately. The Manning boys, Peyton Manning and his brother, they covered it on their online show. They played the video and talked about it. And so not sure that deterrence is going to work anymore. You do get, I think that's why you're seeing an increase in this. You do get all the attention and your cause gets mentioned. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's funny. I thought you were going to go the other way. I thought you were going to say they ought to show the guy getting leveled by behemoths, violently brought to the ground. Because then you'd think, listen, I really believe in liberating the pigs or uh, saving the whales or or whatever. But uh, that looked like it hurt. Well, and I'm wondering if it's going to go the other direction. So everybody sees the video who wants to see it. And then the people at Monday Night Football think, look, everybody's going to see it somewhere else. How about they see it here? Since we're yeah. trying to entertain people and people must find it entertaining because everybody seeks it out and watches it somewhere else so that then they'll start showing them by the millions. Yeah. 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 Uh, just out of curiosity. Uh, so uh, the Manning brothers, their commentary during Monday Night Football airs on ESPN, too. I don't know. I've but never do they also it. have an online thing? I don't have any idea. So I, it's on TV. Uh, yeah. OK. Yeah. You can choose between the two. Um. So I wonder if ESPN2 showed it, because you're right. You're 100% right. People seek it out by the millions. Well, I saw them sitting in their chairs commenting on the video. So mm. I saw that. Yeah. I, where it aired, I don't know. Mm. Ah, coffee. Sweet, sweet coffee. Oh, it's the best, man. Oh, I need it. Uh, so uh, you brought up yesterday, day before, I can't remember. Oh, the day before yesterday was Sunday, wasn't it? So that's unlikely. Um, uh, the editorial in the Wall Street Journal about Trump. What was the long and short of that again? Uh, they thought that Trump's tweet over the weekend that has gotten so much attention in which he All said, right. what is what with Mitch McConnell? Does he have a death wish? Uh, and uh, commenting on his Chinese wife, uh, combined with the fact that he's not spending a cent of his own money on any of the Republican candidates that he encouraged to run, Anywhere in the country uh, was all bad news, and that uh, Trump needed to is is hurting the Republican Party at this point. That was the point of the Wall Street Journal, and by his own money, they meant the tremendous amount of money he's raised yeah. from his followers. Yeah, his, yeah, his yeah. packs. Yeah, and everything. Trump has raised a ton of money that he can spend on other Republicans, and he's not for whatever reason. Yeah, well, I thought that was it was interesting today. The New York Post editorial board, the designed by the editorial board, their editorial is: Does Trump realize he's now just the Democrat stooge? 
So evidently, the voices on the right side of the aisle who are like, all right, Trump's time is over. Love the policies. Time for the man to move on are uh, growing more numerous. With President Joe Biden and the Democratic Congress presiding over a steady stream of disasters from still soaring inflation, crime, Biden's questionable faculties, and metastasizing illegal migrant crisis, they're beyond eager to have the nation talking about Donald Trump. The ex-prez is happy to serve as the Dems' stooge as long as it gets him the headlines he craves. The latest was his rant at Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell on Friday for letting the Dems pass a stopgap federal funding bill to avoid shutting down the government. Letting Democrats continue to spend trillions means Mitch has a death wish. Wish uh, Donald posted menacingly to his supporters, following up with cruel and infantile insults to McConnell's wife. Now, the New York Post has been quite populist conservative Trumpy for years. Sure. So I just thought that was definitely, I mean, if you're taking the temperature of conservative America or populist America, whatever you want to call it, uh, I just thought that's interesting. They seem to believe they can and should go ahead and say that. What's most interesting about Trump, if you can look at it, how many how many people in the country are like me right now? I am dispassionate about Trump. I You can't get me worked up one way or the other. You just can't. Um, but I don't know many people who are that way. In fact, I don't know if I can name a single one. <laughs> um, that doesn't, it isn't either so emotionally I hate him or so emotionally I'm backing him that, that, mm-hmm. that, you know, you can have a conversation of any kind without that coming out. But so just looking at this dispassionately, I can't figure out what he's up to because uh, there have been a number of polls that show while he wouldn't beat Biden, he's close. Sure. In a head-to-head matchup. And that's with the way he's been behaving and January 6th. He's within a couple of points of Biden. If he shut up about the steal, went all border and economics, border and inflation, border and inflation, I think he'd seriously have a shot at winning. I mean, I think he'd be the guy to beat. Why isn't he doing it? I think the same things I've thought for a long time. He just doesn't have the self-discipline. But he understood when he ran originally the, uh, the the angles that would get him elected president and did the border jobs, all the China stealing, you know, all these different sorts of things. Why did, right. If he went back to that, he would be a really formidable candidate. I just can't figure out why he doesn't. Well, I just think that period was his gut. What he was mad about or or, or uh, excited about happened to be stuff that resonated with Americans. But now he believes he got jobbed in the election or whatever, and that's what he's passionate about. And so he doesn't have the discipline to put aside his passion and go with what's smart. Maybe I'm giving him uh, extra credit of... of, of, of having a strategy or whatever i just I, I just still wonder if he he just decided a while back i'm not running again so now it's just all about playing to whatever crowd is most likely to donate money uh to have a war chest for whatever he's going to do with it because he's not planning on running if he were planning on running god if he went border and economy oh my god yeah that's an interesting question because he's very strategic as a businessman sure. obviously yeah I mean, to the point of being uh, cutthroat. 
That's his reputation. God, if he just but... hammered the border every day, you know, retweeting uh, practically only Fox, but now some ABC uh, stories about the border and Kamala Harris saying the border is secure and the record numbers coming across. If he just retweeted that stuff endlessly or retruthed it, I guess. Um, and talked about inflation and, and you know reminded people what the economy like was like under him. Of course, that's not fair, but that's you know that's the game. Um, I think he'd be very formidable, uh, but that's not what he talks about. Nope, nope. It's interesting. I don't know what's your theory. You can email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty dot com or text us four one five two nine five KFTC. Oh, speaking of uh, the border and immigration, uh, as usual, Bill Malugin of Fox News did some great reporting on it and really interesting. Perhaps more interesting, on Special Report with Brett Baer last night, they ran a chunk of an MSNBC report, which was blunt and fairly scathing about Democratic policies on the border. Really? Yeah, on MSNBC. So what do you take that to mean? The problems now become so obvious, so blatant, so troubling that... Even the uh, the liberal networks have had to recognize. Okay, we have an issue here, which makes you know it, what? It's, it, go ahead, sorry. Which makes it even more true. What I was just saying about if if Trump would hammer on the border, hammer on the border, man, he'd have some. He'd have uh, he'd have everybody on his side and a chunk of people on the other side. Hey, Michael, we got a second. Let's run uh, clip number fifty-seven. This was featured on uh, Fox News last night, but it is an MSNBC report. You were a Democrat, and you are now a Republican. Why? Because uh, the fact that the Democratic Party has changed a lot, and I identify more with the uh, Republican Party. What things? Well, we're for God, country, family, and hard work. Jose used to vote blue, too. Now, he's also a Republican and most concerned with immigration and beefing up border security. What are the concerns that you have about immigration? The fact of the matter is that we, you know, we don't feel safe anymore. All of the people he talked to are Hispanic, by the way. Mexican-American. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'd like to, uh, if Joe is in agreement, kick off hour two talking about the ruling that finally came through on the Georgia election law and what that means for our politics. Remember Jim Crow on steroids? Jim Eagle? Remember all that talk? Remember Major League Baseball pulling the All-Star game because of that? Remember that whole thing? Right. Well, the final ruling has come in on that, and uh, it's shocking or not. Depending on how you've been following this story. Depending so. if you're sane or not. Right. Sorry. So Sorry. we'll get into that a little bit later. Wikipedia sent me a personal email over the weekend that I would like to talk about at some point. Wow. To me personally. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, among other things, we got on news. And the world's biggest submarine from Russia. What's going on there? I'm not sure the size of the submarine is all that important, really. It's not like it's a they ram it into the coast and try to break the country in two or something like that. But it's a very large submarine. Okay. Uh, among other things on the way, stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. 
comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. He's close to a man alone right now. And so, yes, we're finding that Putin is increasingly a man, a country that is becoming a pariah on the global stage. Back in February 4th, you remember when he was talking with Xi Jinping, he was the most important partner of China on the global stage. In seven short months, he's gone from that to becoming a global Iran, a rogue state um, that is a principal uh, antagonist of pretty much everybody. And that's that's I've never seen that happen to a G20 economy in my life. Ian Bremmer there on MSNBC probably wanted to say a global North Korea, but Tom Friedman of the New York Times stole that one. Um, yeah, Iran or North Korea, that's what Russia's like now. It's funny, I just noticed watching Putin on Friday when he had that weird get-together with the four new leaders of the provinces. Yeah, hey, one of you, what do they call them? Presidents, county commissioners, whatever they are. Um, they were all shaking hands and high-fiving. Uh, I wanted to say, hey, one of you guys, uh, go, go to your province. Go, go, go have a little parade there in town square. See how that works out for you. Yeah, hold office hours or citizens can stop by and, and ask you questions. Have a town hall meeting. And right on the back of a convertible in a parade down Main Street. Oh, boy. See how that works out for you. It's, uh, it's stubborn. But anyway, I was watching Putin. I was thinking, 
uh, and so much of it, this is in your own mind, the way you look at somebody, the way you feel about them, you know, is in your own mind mm-hmm. based on experience with them. And so I used to look at Putin and, and, and look at him and think, you know, I mean, that is one cagey, calculating, smart, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Now I look at him and think, there's a freaking lunatic, hmm. a lunatic. I just I just saw him up there. With those guys I think you are a lunatic. He's now taking uh, uh, personal control of the military and making decisions. Uh, I mentioned this last week. I think you were out where I saw a general on CNN actually laugh when that news came out that Putin is now personally directing oh, the military yeah. around just laughing. That never works, never has worked. You know, I, I think you're, you're you're right with your first impression more than the second one. And I'm reminded of the great Greek tragedies and Shakespeare, where the, the seeds of a leader's greatness become the seeds of his doom or her doom. Because her. it just... It, <laughs> wow, wow. See what I have to work with, folks? Um, because they go too far. They go a step too far. Putin miscalculated his uh, his ideas of Russian grandeur, captivated his own mind, and he just he went all Hamlet on them. Yes, Michael. Those generals that are laughing may be the ones that end up killing him. Oh, no, no. This was an American general that was laughing on oh, CNN. Okay. I but, thought yeah. it was the no, Russian no, no. generals. If Russian generals were laughing in his face, they'd be up against the wall. But okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they aren't laughing behind his back. Oh, yeah, Putin's going to now just uh, take charge from uh, from his office in the Kremlin. Oh, hilarious. We'll see how that works out. Well, it has uh, become clear that that big rally with the cheering crowds and the rest of it, they were all state employees. They were bussed in, and a lot of the cheering was dubbed in later. There are... Uh, side-by-side videos now oh, on really? YouTube where you see the official version of it where where Putin goes, Russia, rah, Russia, rah. and then they have raw footage from the crowd where you, you're in the crowd, you hear him shouting, and everybody's just standing there wow. looking for Ain't nobody roaring. I haven't seen that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's interesting. Meanwhile, a military train that belongs to the forces responsible for Russia's nuclear arsenal has been spotted moving toward the front lines in Ukraine. While Moscow said, was said to have developed the world's, I'm sorry, deployed the world's biggest submarine. Again, I don't care how big your submarine is. That doesn't mean you're going to be a good husband, right? Um, <laughs> the, the size of the thing does not really enter into it. It's what the capabilities of. That's of what everybody are. with little submarines says. <laughs> <laughs> a child. Uh, I I happen to know a little bit about submarines and submarine warfare. Um, Everybody with a smaller submarine walking around saying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not the size of the submarine. <laughs> submarine size doesn't count. Well, maybe it does. Anyway, um, it does not yet have this. But according to intelligence experts, the Russians are working to deploy a doomsday Poseidon nuclear torpedo drone, which, according to Russia, could trigger, listen to this now, they're going to detonate it underwater, it could trigger 1,600-foot nuclear tsunamis that would inundate coastal cities from hundreds of miles away and render them uninhabitable for decades. Wow. A 1,600-foot tsunami? That would that would render Manhattan a bunch of soggy rubble. That's not incredible. to mention the rest of the East Coast. Right. Holy cow, man has invented his doom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And uh, the, the the fact that it's not the lead story on everything all the time right now is uh, is quite stunning to me. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, maybe part of it is that we've been, well, no, that's not it. I think, I don't know why I'm fascinated by this weapon in particular, um, since we could obliterate the world many times over with conventional nuclear sure. arms. Yeah. Um, but I just find that crazy. A new way to, you know, end humanity. Beautiful. Of course, then people in Fresno, California would have beachfront property. Um, I got a personal email from Wikipedia over the weekend. My name is dear, Jim. Dear Jack, please be more interesting so your page gets more clicks. My name is Jimmy Wales, and I'm the founder of Wikipedia. I couldn't have told you that. Didn't know that. About a year ago, you donated fifty dollars to keep Wikipedia online for yourself and millions of people around each uh, around the world. Did you know that fewer than two percent of Wikipedia readers choose to support our work? You have been one of those rare donors. Blah 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 blah. Would be grateful if you'd be willing to give again and everything like that. But uh, I didn't know that. Only 2% of people who use Wikipedia give them any money. I use Wikipedia. I, I do it out of guilt, give them a little bit of money, because it's so valuable to me. It's so handy. I use it all the time. Yeah, and, I've kicked uh, them a couple of bucks a couple of times. Yeah, I just would like it to keep on keeping on. And not just, you know, for political stuff or whatever. I was looking up a John Coltrane album. Who's the bass player on that? You know, you can look it up on Wikipedia. I love that. And so I, I give them a few dollars now and then. Hmm. Um, remember Jim Crow on steroids? And white people trying to keep black people from voting and that whole thing. Hmm. Didn't turn out the way you thought. Stay tuned for that kicking off hour two of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 